Hey friends, you're listening to In Good News Podcast. I'm Ariana, and here are some of my thoughts as I try to be a little friend. Welcome back, everyone, to the In Good News Podcast. I hope you all have seen so much light and beauty from the Father in your eyes since the last time you've listened to this podcast. I did take a bit of a break, first due to a family emergency that kind of blindsided me in my personal life, but then it was clear that God was pausing my progress so that he could prepare me, and I am so excited to be here with you listening. I hope you have the ears to hear and the heart to receive whatever it is God intends for you to receive from the podcast. I don't believe that you are here by chance. So let's get into it. The song shout out for this week is Firm Foundation by Maverick City featuring Cody Carnes and Chandler Moore. I beg you, even if you do not sit down and listen to the song, search up the lyrics. But moving on further, as you clicked on this episode, you can see the title is Grow. And I want this to be life-giving for you as it has been for me, but it also might be a little challenging. I was sitting in a church service not too long ago and the speaker asked this question. Is there a place where you feel spiritually immature? And if there is, what are you doing about it? And you know, this question is not new to me in nature. Honestly, often when I do a recap of my life, whether that's around the new year or my birthday, I often think of this. Also, please know this type of question is biblical. You can look at Hebrews 5 for one reference, but I'll get back to that later. But the context of which this conversation or question was asked made me almost leap out of my chair and go record something because when I look at my personal walk, I think I'm pretty mature in my prayer life, in my biblical knowledge. I tend to be familiar with a lot of scripture and I recently really refined how I hear God's voice, but I'm not really mature in my gift of evangelism and other gifts of the spirit and building the kingdom of God in the way I believe we are all called to and even in areas of my social life presenting as a woman of God. So what am I doing about that? Well, for one, this podcast, but two, seeking God's word and trying to apply it to the steps of my life, letting the word of God guide me, listening to people in the faith talk about topics and scripture and kingdom, being discipled by one of the most godly women I know. I love you. Shout out if you're listening. But I do slack off and find it hard at times and challenging and truthfully even tiring, but I'm hungry for it. And when I'm not in God's presence, I feel unfulfilled. And I started to think about what growing spiritually meant, Um, but also naturally, what does it mean and why God calls us to grow? You know, when we first come to the faith, it's new and full and hopeful, which don't get me wrong, it'll always be those things. But as time goes on, the excitement is hard to maintain if you don't work on it. And Jesus tells us all throughout his word about the foundation um, that which we are planted on. In Luke 8, Jesus uses the parable of the farmer scattering seed to really frame this for us. And in this parable, some of the seed the farmer scattered fell onto a footpath, which is just like a sidewalk, and it was stepped on and eaten by birds. Then some of the seed was scattered on rocks where it grew and then wilted. Some other seed fell among thorns where it was choked out um, by those weeds. But then the seed that fell on the fertile soil grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much than what had been planted. And in verses 11 through 15, if you want to follow along, he interprets it for us and says that the seed is the word of God and each ground that the seed fell on represents what happened to those who heard the word of God. 
where the footpath is those who have heard, but the devil comes and takes it away from their hearts so that they would not believe and are prevented from being saved. The rocky soil are those who receive it with joy, but don't have deep enough roots so that they can believe. And so they believe for a while, but then fall away once temptation comes and they choose temptation. The thorns are those that hear the message, but then become so concerned with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life on earth so they never grow into maturity. And of course, the fertile soil represented people who cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest, which scripture refers to as honest and good hearted. Now, we walk through this parable, but what does this mean? Um, how do you know which soil your faith has been built on? Well, for one, if you are on rocky soil, you are being drawn away often by temptation. Um, and what temptation is is just the desire to do something that is different from what God would want you to have. You know, we're all tempted and have fallen short of the glory of God, as Paul writes in scriptures, but how often are you being drawn away by your temptations? Do you value what is tempting you more than the value of the will of God? As for the thorny ground, um, have you become stagnant in your faith? Have you thought that the pleasures of your life have outweighed what God is calling you to do, which is to go to know him better, to have a real deep relationship with him? Are you growing in your spiritual maturity? Do you love the things of this world more than you love God? Are you okay with loving the world more than you love the things of God? And that is such a challenging question. I mean, it really is difficult to sit back and think about what you love in this world and in your life and think that you have to put these cares um, after your care for God. And if you do, that you do put these cares above your care for God. Has God taken the back burner in your life? Personally, I remember at the homegoing service, which is just a super Christian way to say funeral, um, for my pastor in 2020, one of her daughters spoke about how their mom loved and was just like a diamond. And to be shaped like a diamond, some things have to be cut from your life so that you can come out beautiful in the way that it is intended. And I remember praying um, there for me to be shaped like a diamond, for God to make my life as beautiful as hers so that I could be the way God intended for me. And I genuinely, genuinely meant that prayer. I still pray it sometimes to this day. But then God started to really shape my life and was cutting all kinds of things from me. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, that was quick. But as he did it and still does it, I realized that what he is cutting was also choking my light. I was being suffocated. I really do mean suffocated by the cares and pleasures of this life. And now through the shaping and pruning, to bring it back to the garden analogy, there is so much more beauty and my life is so much more full. And it's hard for me to go back and think how much light was being choked out and how I knew that and yet I didn't move from it. In my life now, um, I try to continue to grow into maturity by choosing not to be overwhelmed by the cares of this world, which again is hard and takes work and choosing and leaning on God. You know, Hebrews 5, which I brought up a bit earlier, um, calls us to spiritual growth. In fact, it reprimands us in verses 11 through 14, saying there is so much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. 
You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and does not know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature. Those through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. That is the New Living Translation. If you like this version or didn't and want to read a different one. And Loki, this passage just punched me in the face. And it even is hard to pass on to others. I love because it really is a tough love situation. I do not wish for any of you to fall into spiritual immaturity, which this passage confirms can happen to believers, even who have believed for a long time. I want you to grow. I want to grow. But I think this is often can be misinterpreted as shaming Christians for falling off. And it's not meant to do that. You know, shame does not come from God. Correction comes from God. He tells us these types of things so that we may grow and get better and improve. And all shame does is drive you away from his love into guilt, sadness and disgust and all the things like that. God wants to call you closer to him. So shame can't be from him if it's driving you away. Just a little side note. Also, a good indicator of spiritual immaturity is if we're making Jesus look like ourselves and we're not making ourselves look like Jesus. I think that's where you fall into even dangerous false teachings. We should be living better because God is better, not frame our teachings based on our personal lives and our personal preferences. And it really is the call of God to grow. Grow because the more you know God truly, the better he gets. Grow because he doesn't intend to keep anything good from you. Grow because the more you walk with God, the more alive you will be. God is a living God. His word is a living word. That means that when you go and you interact with it, it's going to be new and fresh every time, but yet still the same and forevermore it will remain. So some tips for growth I have. Well, first, seriously, it is growing your faith and faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, I was just telling one of my roommates that I think the struggle for young Christians now is that we've become one issue voters when listening to sermons or messages in the sense that if we don't like one thing we hear, we shut the whole message out and refuse to receive anything from it that God may intend for us to hear. And that's not just to say uh, y'all should be staying in spiritually dangerous congregations or settings that harm your faith more than grow it. Absolutely not. Do not do that. Get out. But that is to say that you can't turn off the word of God altogether because one person got it wrong. Choose to grow in God anyhow. The example I used was misogyny with my roommate, um, which as a woman I run into a lot where it's hard to hear a man or even a woman blatantly speak harmful ideologies over women and limit the way God called them to be. So invite the word of God into your lives, whether it's through sermons, podcasts, hee hee hee, or talking to your friends about God and asking questions, talking to mentors. You can even talk to me. Just invite the word of God into your life. The next tip, tip two, um, and it's getting into community with Christians, whether that's a church or a group of friends, a Bible study, um, something where you can talk to other believers about what you believe. You can't grow spiritually if you're only surrounded by non-believers. And again, that is not to say you can't have relationship with non-believers. I have plenty of those, believe me. 
And I even talk to them about my beliefs in spiritual life all the time. So don't misinterpret that either. What I mean is that it is particularly difficult to grow spiritually if you're the only one trying to grow spiritually around you. So seek others out, other believers out, and talk about God. Talk about the kingdom of God. That's what we are called to do. My third tip, find something small you can do every day to glorify God and be consistent. And that kind of sounds big, but what I mean is recognize God in your life at least once a day. For example, every morning I wake up and I listen to a gospel or Christian music song just to show God that at least when I wake up, I will recognize him. It can be praying once a day, reading a scripture a day, telling God you love him and actually mean it once a day, a devotional, I don't know, but something to glorify God and show him you want to invite him into your life every day on a consistent basis. Please, please, please be consistent. My fourth tip is to not shy away from the messiness growing brings. You know, this summer I've been working in gardens, um, which all this theme is coming from, and I'll talk more about that in the next episode. And no matter how much I try to be concise with my work and systematic with all the things that I'm doing in the garden, I can't help but get a little dirt on my clothes and some leaves in my hair. And that is okay when you're working on what you've planted. To be in good, fertile soil as Jesus wants us to be in scripture, you can't shy away from the messiness of your pain, your insecurities, your background, your life decisions. God wants you to bring all of that so that he can mature you and grow you into something beautiful. It takes all of your life to produce something beautiful. My fifth tip is to rest. Uh, The last time I took communion, my friend who was leading it talked about how before the fall of man, there had always been a Sabbath, which is God's designated day of rest. It was always in God's design, in his original design for us to take time to rest. That is so beautiful. And I hope you buy into it. Recently, I've been buying into it and it has changed my life. So what does that look like? It's taking intentional time to stop what you're doing in life and reflect on it. It's recognizing that you need a break and being grateful for that. Taking your break and rest time to relax, but also just spew out gratitude. Spew it out. Um, And my last tip is if this still feels big to you or if you can't decipher decipher (laughs) what type of soil you've fallen on, Or if growing spiritually even is something you actually want, which I really, really, really pray it is, be honest. Ask God for help. Then ask someone you trust in your faith for help. Things can only grow if God waters it and if God does the growth. But he did give us each other and tools on this earth to aid us in this process. Also, you can't receive the truth of God if you yourself won't be honest with him. God can't heal your unbelief if you don't admit that you have unbelief. Um, And also, while we are here, if you are the person someone comes to, first and always ask God for wisdom and guidance on how to help. Then always accept them with love. Always. Don't pass judgment on them if they need correction. Don't reject them if you don't believe the way you do. If they don't believe the way you do. Trust me, this is so, so hard sometimes. One day I will feel triumphant in it. And then the next day I feel myself slipping into sin and losing the loving approach that God called us to. On every end, we must ask God for help because the danger of not growing in your faith is producing perverted fruit. And that is just the fruit of your life and your work being far from God. My goal in life is for when I meet the Father, he is well pleased with what I've produced in my life. 
that I was an accurate accurate representation of his love of the kingdom and that I did not lead anyone astray by the fruits of my life but always directed them to him that is my hope and I pray that for you as well so before I move on I ask you this question again and pray you meditate on it really look into your life and see what kind of work you need to do on it is there a place where you feel spiritually immature and if there is what are you doing about it On to this week's news, since the whole episode was based on a question. In good news this week, I'm not sure if you saw this, but a 13-year-old girl named Alina Wicker, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, got accepted into medical school at the University of Alabama School of Medicine. High school was just not challenging enough for Alina during the pandemic, and college was not enough either that she is attending two separate undergraduate degrees at different universities. I love this for her. I love to see black women winning. So, yes, that is incredible. Go um, and read the Washington Post article after this if you want to know more. On to my shout out to God for this episode. Uh, and how he's moved in my life. I just took two trips with one of my older sisters and both were Christ-centered and to some really cool places. Um, First, we went to D.C. to see the Maverick City and Kirk Franklin concert. Not only were they there, but listen, y'all, House Fires and Jonathan McReynolds opened for them, and it was four hours of pure bliss. I got the best hat and rest rest band out of it too and I'm not ashamed to say that I knew every single song between all four sets except for one new one that Jonathan introduced God was so present it was one of the best nights of my life beautiful and if this time I recommend you go and see them while they're still on tour the second trip we took to um orlando for business um but also to visit deeper fellowship church where william mcdowell is the lead pastor for those who are familiar with him it was another incredible time one of my favorite worship worship leaders chris lawson was there and he was leading the first two songs and then matt gilman led the second two just incredible and such quality time with my sister too Um, but the word that came from Pastor McDowell was literally shifted so much of my life and, like, view. Um, again, it wasn't new concepts, but it was very, like, convicting. Like, oh, yes, this is how I should live. Um, but yeah, like I said, both trips were such quality time with my sister and were full of good food and good food and adventures and the presence of God, really. So shout out truly to God for providing me and my sister to be able to have those experiences for the Lolo. Um, If you have any thoughts about this episode or have questions, please DM the podcast on Instagram, comment, interact with the show. I promise there is more to to come. So like share all that all that um i am so grateful to be here so grateful you're listening and i pray that by hearing you got to know god more and that he makes himself more real to you and as i pray for you i hope you pray for me see you next time